he understood for the first time that the world is not dumb at all, but merely waiting for someone to speak to it in a language it understands. Hi, this is Leigh, and welcome to Lay with the Book, a podcast about all things books. Today's episode, we will be talking about Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. As always, I want to say thank you to everyone who has tuned into my podcast, has shared or rated the show. Your support means so much, so thank you. This book was actually recommended to me by my supervisor, and honestly, it was such a good book recommendation. It had its ups and downs, but I could not put it down, so let's get into it. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell is a 2004 fantasy novel by Susanna Clarke, conveyed as a historical account of two magicians interested in the revival of English magic in the 19th century. English magic has been on the decline for centuries to the extent that those who call themselves magicians in the 19th century are really no more than scholars studying the history of magic rather than the practitioners of the magic arts themselves. Theories spread around about the cause of the decline, but little is known for sure. There does, however, appear to be one actual practitioner of magic, which is Mr. Norell, who has been known to perform the occasional magic feat, though he is reclusive and secretive. English magic began with the arrival of the Raven King, a human with ties to the fairy realm, but he disappeared hundreds of years ago with little explanation. The novel is both a fantasy and alternative history. It is set in our world, not in some parallel fairy or never heard of Neverland, but in England. At the first glance, it seems to be the England we know or at least have heard of. Subsequently, we learn that it used to be divided into the southern and the northern part, and the latter had been ruled for 300 years by the Raven King. The Raven King, the least seen and the most felt character in the novel, is John Usglass, the greatest English magician, bought up in fairy and came back to England to rule its northern half, as well as a kingdom in fairy, and one on the borders of hell from Newcastle. The time of the story takes place is from 1807 to 1817. England is now ruled as it was in our version of events by the mad King George while the Duke of Wellington is fighting Napoleon. Interest in magic still exists but the magicians of modern era are hmm, theoretical magicians. They study history of magic and don't even try to perform any. Magic is, as everybody knows, gone from England, or so it seems until the mysterious Mr. Norell makes the stone figures of the York minister walk and speak. Mr. Norell eventually moves from his Yorkshire, Yorkshire obscurity to London, where he enters the government service. He is the greatest and only magician of the age, at least until Jonathan Strange appears to become his pupil and eventually his apostate and rival. When I started this book, I found it hard to get into the pacing. 
Throughout the book, it was hard to tell where the book was going. It was hard to tell which characters I was supposed to be following. And sometimes several chapters would seem to stray and go off course. I am not one to feel obligated to finish a book if I'm not into it enough. But there was, you know, always enough to get me to read a little bit longer. And finally, maybe by the middle, I was entirely charmed by the style of storytelling and would happily recommend this book. I don't think everyone would be able to pull this off, but Clark did a splendid job. A splendid job making this feel like real history. And I felt like I very much knew the characters and the writing style was very much like books written in that period of time that it did a lot for plausibility of the story. I admit, okay, I admit I am a sucker for explanatory footnotes of sometimes excessive quantity and size. This book took me a not a long time, but I did spend a bit more time than I usually would on a book. Um, it's not short, okay? By all means, it is not short. And it is at times pretty dry, but I ended up loving it and now I want to watch the TV series based upon it, which my supervisor also recommended. So I'm excited to check that out as well. The imagery pertaining to magic is indeed one of the achievements of the book. Warship illusions made from rain, King's Highway behind the mirrors, bleak enchanted moors and whirling columns of perpetual darkness. They stay with the reader for a long time afterwards and are probably the best thing in the novel altogether. The historical research looks pretty good to me as well. I'm not very knowledgeable when it comes to the Neapolitanic Wars, but from what I know about, you know, for example, the buildup to Waterloo, it seems to be described very accurately. The interweaving of the historical detail with the magical intervention is wonderfully seamless. Another thing, the bibliography and footnotes referencing works of magic is extremely, extremely detailed. I don't know how many readers will actually devote much attention to them at first reading this, but they are there and the fans of the book will undoubtedly go back to savor and immerse themselves in that world. This book was beautifully written, I will say that. It's one of those books where you'll pause over a line to reread it or let its effect linger a little while whether due to the simple beauty of description, the, effici the efficiency of its brevity, or its dry wit. It is a true pleasure to read. Not to find out what happened, just simply to read, you know? Overall, the ominous horror of what's preying on England comes into focus, even as the setting shifts into the cloudy world of enchantment that Clark captures with such haunting effect. Both Strange and Norrell must set aside old prejudices to save themselves and those they love. Their success is uncertain, but Clark's isn't. And I love Harry Potter, but it's time for him to move over. It's time for some real magic. This 
is my 10th episode. With that being said, we start a new season next Sunday and I couldn't be more excited. I have listened to all of your feedback on what you all want more of, what I should include in the episodes and have taken all that into consideration, trust me. So next season hopefully will be better. I just want to say this first season, these first 10 episodes were all a trial and error type of thing for me. But the fact that my listeners continue to tune in and support me either way means so, so much to me. And I cannot thank you all enough. But like I said, hopefully this new season is much, much better. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful day wherever you are in your day. Until next time, happy reading!